Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your main man, Kel Breezy. And how can I not do an episode acknowledging, celebrating the black talented wrestlers during Black History Month? I have to talk about these guys in the past, present, current, future talent all around the world. And so many, I know I'm going to forget some, I'm not going to mention some, but I'm just going to have to spotlight, you know, as many as I can, you know. Let's take it back. Let's go back. We're going to talk about the Tag Team Doom, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. Tag Team Champions. Black guys. Tag Team Champions. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Black Tag Team. All I got to talk about Soul Man, Rocky Johnson, and Tony Atlas. Um, I don't know if our, our, they ever wrestled each other, but I would love to see those two wrestle each other. Big, strong, athletic. Teams of black men, oh black men turned up like that, y'all. That's that's worth seeing. So if anybody know those guys wrestling each other, and they got the actual event they wrestled. Please let me know. Send me the video, send me the link, or tell me the event. I can look it up. It, it's anywhere on the internet. It's e part on the WWE network, but doom. Um, speaking of Ron Simmons, man, the first ever black world heavyweight. Weight champion in wrestling history. I don't think any accolade that he has accomplished in his wrestling career can match that. First ever African American champion in world champion in wrestling history. And this wasn't like some small independent, you know, promotion. This is WCW. WCW World Champion. They have had so many great world champions. Ric Flair, Sting, Goldberg, Hulk Hogan, just to name a few. Just to say that his name to go down the history as the first black African American champion, man, that's dope. That's something that will live on forever that nobody can take from him or change. Nobody can go in history and say, nah, that's not true. That's not fact. That is fact. You can't fact check that. That's 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 powerful stuff, man. And that's so respectful, man. I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he can have to a better guy, in my opinion. Now, Tony Allen's and Rocky Johnson, you know, Rocky, they didn't accomplish things like being world champion with Soul Man Rocky Johnson. Come on now. That's, that's man. Now, we're going to talk more about his legacy, you know, Rocky Johnson, Anna Mary, you know, the daughter of the high chief, Peter Mavia. And they had a little boy. We'll talk about that little boy later on. Be smell what I'm cooking. We can't forget, we're going to talk about the past. We also got to bring up Mr. T. It's the first WrestleMania. Yeah. And, you know, at that time, they were really trying to get more people out to wrestling. So they'll bring in stars like Mr. T, who's doing big things in Hollywood. And, you know, he had a beef with, um, yeah, he had a beef with Hot Rod, Roddy Piper. And who had a better way to get you in safe hands the rest of the time than team Mr. T with Hulk Hogan, Mr. WrestleMania at the time himself. Hulk Hogan was big shit popping, especially during the, during the first WrestleMania and so many WrestleManias after that. He was main event, champion or not. Mr. T was bringing pop culture in because, you know, he did the movies with the Rocky movies with Sylvester Stallone. So, I mean, come on, that, that's Hollywood connection. Yeah, you know, before the, the rock and wrestling era really kicked in, this is. Pop culture was coming in. Mr. T was part of it and a big part of it. People love Mr. T. I peed the food. 
I pity the fool. I pity the fool who don't watch wrestling. I pity the fool. I do, I do, I do. But all 18 gold nickels on and rings on every freaking finger. With that trend. With that trademark mohawk. If I had hair, I probably would have done it. Yeah. Been a but a few people jokes, but hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, let's move on, guys. A little bit to later on in the nineties and two thousand, two thousand. You know what I mean? We're gonna talk about first time chance. I'm gonna bring it up now. I'm gonna bring it up again. But our truth, NWA champion, heavyweight champion, in TNA before they became you know, the TNA championship. He was NWA champion. I don't know if there were any other black guys running around with the NWA championship. Not to my knowledge, but our truth it is, our truth won a few minutes. There are others. But he was a first champion TNA. Our Trizzle, K Quick, run the truth killings. Why he came our truth. I'm going to talk about our truth later on. Right? Let's talk about the nation of domination. We are the nation of domination. Farouk, before Farouk joined Nation Domination, he came in a day of Vince McMahon put him in his leather hilt. Had him like a, some gladiator dude. But get some point, he got tired of it, it was time for a change. And he had to group the nation. And nation wasn't, at first, it wasn't all black wrestlers. Because you had Savio Vega. Uh, like a uh, Puerto Rican wrestler, he had Crush, Caucasian. He had two dudes rapping. You know, he had a couple dudes like the other, you know, Muslim dudes, and then, you know. And then eventually you start seeing more black guys. They brought Dilo in because when folks were fighting, they needed a dude that could take some bumps. So Dilo Brown came in. He had no money, he was doing things other than. Promotions, you know, across the world. So why not? Kind of where you can make some guaranteed money and do some things. Why not? And then you see Kamu Mustafa, Papa Shango. Yes, Kamu Mustafa used to be Papa Shango. Papa Shango. Remember the witch doctor, Papa Shango? Then he got revamped, became Kamustapa. He was like a boxer slash mixed martial artist, so kickboxing guy, kind of guy. And then, you know, Trink and I wasn't doing nothing. So I was like, hey, put him in the nation. Why not? He ain't doing nothing else. Might as well let's roll with him. And then, you know, remember Iron Man Jones? Iron Man Jones. Everybody thought he could be a big job, man. A big, huge job. World champion. Black WWE champ, WWE champion, big thing rolling around. Ah, but he did not live up to the hype, man. He did not live up to the hype. I remember I heard a story of he hurt for, for real. Like he had a match, he hurt for real. Got hurt, injured. You know what I mean? And um, pissed, pissed. When he came back, he Farouk told him to that man. Yeah, he did. That happened. Yeah, you don't piss off Ron Simmons. Kick your ass. Ex-public enemy. 
You don't want to do right. But anyway, Ahmed Jones, at one point, he joined the nation. Then they kicked his ass out. Nation. A domination. And then it got a little better. Because um, a certain someone whose family was in the business, he knew the business, Dwayne Johnson, Rocky Maddie, touch on his career a little bit, but I will bring up him again because so much talk about him. He came in, Rocky Maddie came in, he, they tried to make him look like, you know, a little more Samoan. Had like the grass skirt and the curly little Samoan hair showing. Smiling, chin, yay, yay, I'm happy to be here, yippee, speaking, yippee, yay, yes, 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 yay, and you know what, the people turned up, they did not like it, they may even got to debut at some Survivor Series, and nobody liked it, they were like, die, Rocky, die, Rocky sucks, so they finally got smart, and they like, alright, we're just gonna let this man be him, let him be his truth, let him be a heel. And he ended up having Farouk win a match. Rock bottom, turned heel, and they didn't know he joined the nation. And he was no longer rocking my beard. He was just the rock. Yes, the rock. Yeah, the rock. But later on, the rock will bring in a new member, Nation Domination, Mark Henry, a former. He didn't, ever, he didn't even get to win the Olympics because of an injury, but he's always been a man of real. I give respect. Respect is earned. Respect goes both ways. You know, he can talk to about Michael Jordan. I won't disrespect him, but he ain't care. He ain't care about you and Michael Jordan. He disrespect me. I'm going to disrespect you back. Like, he was a big dude. He joined the nation. So they was five strong. In the nation. A domination. We are the nation. A domination. And, you know, they got a lot of heat. You know, people really was thinking that, like, they were, like, how Islam, you know, Muslims, like they didn't tell a story. Like, go watch um, under the network, the table for three with Farouk, Mark Henry, Godfather. Well, Kong Mustafa became the Godfather. I'll about that in a minute. But um, they told stories of like how people really thought they was like real serious. Like, they was like, oh, no, not just for wrestling. They really like, oh, y'all need to, and they was like, people would see, like, oh, you, my brother, my brother, Farouk, my great leader, brother, you need to come and speak. We got a room full of Muslims that want to hear you speak. But how you said, pretty much said, Whitey and putting Whitey in his place. And people really even think they were serious. But you had some Muslims, they like, they feel like this, they was making a mockery of their beliefs. Not even throwing up their black fist like that. It was like they weren't trying to make a mockery. They were just, you know, representing black people and black wrestlers coming together saying, tired of wanting to change. Like, dead ass. You know, they were five deep. But I'm going to say this about the nation of domination. It's not. Too many factions say that hey, when all of them broke up, they all had success when they went their separate ways. Farouk went on, became acolyte, APA, great success with Bradshaw, great tag team, one of the biggest, toughest tag teams during the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era until Ron Simmons decided to retire from entering competition. You just love seeing these guys actually like, man, they, you really feel like they could beat people up. It was one of the best segments seeing them. Just come out and beat people. When that music hit, you knew they were gonna come out and kick somebody's ass. It was great stuff. D'Lo Brown, the head shake thing. You better recognize that man was European champion, Intercontinental champion. 
His frog, he had one of the dopest frog splash during that era. Man, his frog, at that time, his frog splash was something like Eddie Guerrero. Dope frog splash. Great mid-card wrestler. It, during the Attitude Era, Rufus Griffin Era. Dope. Um, the Godfather. Went on to become a Mustafa and on to become the Godfather. Pippin' ain't, Pippin' ain't easy, man. Once again, it's time for everybody to come aboard the Woo-hoo! train. Dude, Phoebe used to love that man come out. That the ladies, that well, the hoes, you won't see that in today's wrestling. You will not see that at all. Mark Henry became, he legitimately became the world's strongest man because he went and competed in the world's strongest man challenge and won that competition. So he legitimately became the world's strongest man. He was already saying, but he went and proved it. He got to the point, Vince told him, if you don't win, don't come back to the company. He won, came back, man, former, became a world champion, European champion. Oh, let's not forget about the whole sexual chocolate thing. One of the craziest, funny gimmicks. He just ran with it. It's sexual, baby. I want to give it all to you, baby. Right on, baby. That was dope. And then they still in the Hall of Pain. He got his music, Precious Mafia, rapping his theme music. Somebody don't get the hey, Mark Henry, come on now. He ain't the rock. What can we not say about the rock? Multiple world champion. Main event WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Have some of the best views and attitude there in the beginning. The ruthless aggression there, man. Dominated, came back, had a great feud with John Cena. Came back, won the world, won the championship. Just saying. Not too many people in the mean factions like the Nation Domination can say that all their members, after they went their ways, had success and be remembered in the company. Not too many. 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 But let's not forget, we're going to be talking about the attitude there. We're going to switch over to WC. The tag team, Harlem Heat. Bull T and Stevie Ray, they was whooping ass and taking name. They was a big, strong black dude. They was not playing with you. Nah, I mean, okay. I thought they tag team Harlem Heat. I thought they were from New York. I did. I was like, okay, black dudes from New York whooping asses. I thought they was a kid. Then I found out that they were from Texas. I guess I never paid attention to the intro when they would come out and ring that like from Houston, Texas or whatever. Harlem Heat. I mean, you would think that, you know, you name your tag team after a city. That's where you're from. You know what I mean? Like, if I was saying, like, Bluffs, Bluff City, whatever, you're going to think I'm from Memphis, right? No, nah, this nigga from all the way, this dude all the way from Florida. I'm just saying, bro. You know? Okay, whatever. Okay, you get the point. But Harlem Heat, tag team champion, whooping booty left and right. They'll be a public enemy. Um, Ming and Barbarian, the outsiders, your Steiner brothers, you put them up against anybody, they were doing the thing thing. Thanks to Booker T. Steve Ray was kind of garbage in the ring. But he was a big force to be reckoned with in the ring. So, yeah. He looked apart. Wasn't the best wrestler, but he looked apart. I give him that. But Booker T went on sucker, to become a five-time, 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 five-time 
WCW World Heavyweight Champion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. WCW, the when the doors closed, he was the last champion. Matter he was a United States champion and a world champion at the same damn time. Booker T, man, that spin a Rooney. Ooh, yeah. Them, he had some long legs. That, that, that kick. Oh, yeah. That axe kick. And then come on, the top of the Harlem hangover. Booker T, he represented Black Wrestling to the T. To the T. He was one of them, like, just, he did. He made Black Wrestling probably be the Black Wrestler. He represented the with prestige. Even today, Booker T, same way. I mean, he had to fade, and then they got these long dreads. Boy, you can't tell me nothing. Booker T, the bookend. Booker T's going on to say that The Rock stole the rock bottom from him, that he was doing the bookend, which is a variation of the rock bottom. Then he was doing it the bookend before The Rock using the rock bottom. Hey, I would love to hear that debate go down. I mean, hey, it is what it is. I'm just saying, bro. Who did it first? Who did it first? Now, before I go on talking about more men, I'm going to take a time to show my honor and respect to the women wrestlers. Some, to some of the women wrestlers during this black year. Some of the black women wrestlers. I'm going to take I'm gonna shout them out. First, I'm going to have to go on and shout out Jackie. Boy, she could, she looks small something, but she was rough and tough. She, now, she did look pretty. She looked pretty good. And I ain't going to lie. I ain't, I ain't blind. She looked tough. She looked good. She wasn't that cute. She had a figure. She, they had a bikini contest. Now we say she was wearing dental floss. Not complaining, but yeah, standing there naked. She could go in the ring, and I feel like she adapted to that whole, you know, diva thing. But I really feel like she could really get down to get down to wrestling like today's wrestling, women's wrestlers. Now they were saying some things about her. You know, the rumors saying, you know. She was out there pulling me and left and right. That man ain't a bad thing. You know, she had game like that. Come on over. Let me holler at your boy. Come on. Let me show you what a good time supposed to be about. Black women get it too, just like black men. What's the problem? None. <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about some more black women wrestlers. Jazz. ECW. Like, she had all the talent. She was athletic. She was strong. She was quick. She was loud. She looked a part of a woman that could legitimately kick a man's ass. Storyline or not, don't disrespect her. She had the skills in that ring. I believe she's still wrestling to this day. I think she ain't gone ahead and shaved her hair off. That's why you probably don't recognize her. But she was tough. She ain't got to wrestle at WrestleMania against Trish Stratus. Former champion, too, yo. Dominating. Strong black woman, man. What can you say? Let's talk about Naomi, former two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. She went. She won her second championship at WrestleMania. That's dope, man. Let's talk about that title, the Women's SmackDown title. How she put the lights on there, the, the glow lights on there. Man, that was a great customized title. With them gloves, like for real. Those titles, that light was glowing. And I know I kind of want her to get a little more edgy, have a little more attitude, be a little more. Ah. More ass down them. I mean, I see me friendly smiling. Like, a little more, little more attitude, a little more rough, a little more toughness, you know? Kind of like on her days when she was in the team bag with um, Sasha Banks and Tamina Snooker, you know what I mean? I have a little ear, but still, you know, be a baby face, you know, have a little attitude, a little funk thing, be a little more vicious, 
throw them a couple of haymakers here and there, you know, fruit vicious kicks. But man, she's athletic. She's she's easy on the eyes too. All the way around. She kicked butt. Her partner at the time, um, Carmen, went up to Parker Dackles. Carmen couldn't really wrestle, but she could talk on the mic. She had attitude talking about you. She could challenge some of the army skills. So they said tag team. It would have been pretty dope to see them together. One dude talking, both of them doing the ring. They showed these women tag teams, some real women tag teams. They had these women tag team championships. Instead of putting two single wrestlers together, you put them in tag teams and they break up the real tag teams and put them with and match them with somebody else. But now, y'all, man. She might be comfortable on smack for them women tag team championships. Even though I would like to see her, you know, more rough and tough, you know, get a little violent. Maybe the first female to join the hurt business. Hey, I'm just throwing it out there, y'all. Another um, athletic Amber Moon. She's pretty dope, man. She's athletic. I like seeing her ring, her finisher, the eclipse, that spinning stunner from the top off the, out the air to her opponent. I feel like she, um, They've been when she went to Man Rock, it was a lot of stop and go. They didn't really know what to do with her, how to use her. And she got hurt that serious Achilles injury, but she's back in NXT where, you know, I feel like NXT and Triple H trying to use her her talent. So glad to see she's back and doing well from that Achilles injury. Achilles injury is a very serious injury. It can take you out in your career. I'm glad to see she's back and doing well. Uh-huh. You know, so <laughs> Let's talk about the EST. The EST, the she's the roughest, the toughest, the baddest, the smartest, the prettiest, fastest wrestler, women's wrestler in WWE. The EST of WWE. She put the EST in WrestleMania. She won the Royal Rumble this year, guys. Yeah. Bianca Belair. She's dope, man. She says I first saw her in NXT. And they really just been just letting her do a thing like I became a fan. I'm slowly becoming a fan. I'm a fan now because, like, she not to be a heel and she shows she not to be a baby face. Pretty much using the same attitude, the same promo type style. Talk about how good she is, how tough she is, how fast she is, how smart she is, how free she is, how fast she is. It's a heel and baby face. It is all about who she's saying it to. She starts saying to people like Bailey, who's a full heel, and people love it. She's going off with the main event, WrestleMania, in the main event spot. Not the main event, but the main event, because she won the Royal Rumble. You know, so I would love to see her, and let's go ahead and talk about Sasha Banks. She is the cousin of Snoop Dogg. But you know what? She didn't really make her name off that. She made her name off being who she is, boss Sasha Banks. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair team together for the Women's tag team titles. That would be pretty dope. be pretty fun to see. You know? So, I mean, with them two, I know they're going to tear up the rest of man. If they, if they go face each other, they going to tear it up. You know what I mean? Sasha Banks, the false legit box. And I'm glad that now she's finally getting a legit title reign that she so deserves. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times she'll win it. At least, like the upcoming pay per view will get it and win, like maybe two weeks later. But winning the pay per view and losing that pay per view, she never really had a full thing. She had this SmackDown Championship since October. And she's going to go on to WrestleMania to defend it against Bianca Belair. 
That's pretty dope. Happy for it. Really happy for it. Anyway, let's move. I'm gonna keep going on. Had a shot the women's wrestling. Some of the black women wrestlers, you know, that I think of, and I just, they really pretty much stood out. There's more. Um, Karma or Awesome Kong. She didn't get the real full run of duty. I think she could have got it, but she had got pregnant, and she just never really came back, did anything. And I don't know. I think she got hurt again when she got in AEW, but she kicked butt in Impact Wrestling. She did. She dominated. She told, she told the house down. Big props to her for that. But I love to see Awesome Kong really just do something. I wish she could have had more of a success run in WWE. Especially when that old diva stuff's going on. But anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Mm-hmm. Talk about Mark Henry and Hall of Pain when he's a, you know, he did his own thing, came world champion. I remember when he gave his retirement speech, had John Cena come out, had everybody most of from retired, the big pink um, salmon color blazer. And then as they know, he dropped John Cena with the world's strongest slam. That man wasn't retiring. He just want to go ahead and challenge John Cena for the title that he never won, which I don't know. I mean, it's crazy how some people be working with champion, never gonna be doing the champion. Like, like my boy Mark Henry, just ain't fair. Just ain't fair. Anyway, we're gonna talk about another guy, MVP, MVP, Matavius Bunnett Porter. I don't know if you know that MVP. Man, his brain is. On SmackDown with the United States Championship, he had a great run with that title. He made that thing relevant. You know, most times you have a long title run, they title reign don't be as relevant throughout the whole thing. But the whole time he was, he kept that title relevant. He was fun to watch. He was cocky, you know, the athletic bowler. He won the tag titles with, with uh, Matt Hardy and their rivalry. And he just, he, he was fun to watch in the ring and talented to watch. He backed it up in the ring and then he left the company and did some other things, other promotions. He went to New Japan Pro Wrestling and won their Intercontinental Championship and, you know, showed up in Impact Wrestling. Now he's back into the and This man has made a great turnaround for quite a few wrestlers that's in around him, man. Like, no, no shit. Like, for real, man. Look at the her business. Like, I wouldn't be a fan of name, but the group has grown on me, man, because he took guys like Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Bennett and Bobby Lashley and turned their careers around and had their champions, yo. Like, they weren't doing the, like, Cedric Alexander was pretty much like he was jobbing for guys. He was just putting other people over, or he went on TV. And then Sheldon Benjamin, he, what was he doing? Nothing. He'd show up on TV, Blue Moon, Moon, or they had my camera, like, just randomly moving his eyes around with a weird smirk on his face, like, uh... What are you doing, guy? What's going on? This is horrible. Bobby Lash was stuck in a stupid storyline with London where they could have been screen, married, you know, Rusev, the whole thing. And that was just horrible. But like I said, but now about with MVP came back, now these guys are champion, they can't take them serious. They're champions. They on TV. Like every week. Like people take them serious. Like their careers got a great turnaround MVP. He's a great map piece. For them, and he can still go and ring. But man, and he can tell he's pushing these guys to be better than what they know they can be. And this storyline to hurt business is great for them. As long as they don't screw it up. Speaking about Black, I'm just going to keep talking about these three guys. Sheldon Benjamin, he came in, you know, he was an OVW, he was a team with Brock Lesnar. They were roommates in Minnesota State. 
guys, before Kofi Kingston was a highlight reel and ladder matches and stuff like that, Shelton Benjamin was. He was the gold standard. Ain't no stopping me now. Ain't no stopping me. Can't stop. Ain't no stopping me now. I was cool until he did dye his hair gold. It was very Cisco-ish. Kind of weird. Really weird. Real weird. Yeah, that was really weird. Really, 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 really weird. But man, he's been kind of champion, like state champion, tag team champion. Only thing he's missing is a world championship right in WWE. He could be a Grand Slam champion. Or a universal champion. But I don't see any one of those happening. Especially at his age, he's like almost 50. But he's still athletic in the ring, still strong in the ring. He still can go in the ring, but it's believable. Like, he can go in the ring. He ain't like, oh, okay, he just one match. Like, oh, he did good in that match. But no. Match after match, we got the week, month after month, year after year since he's been there, and especially with the her business. Shelton Benjamin showing he still got a lot left in the tank. Big shout out to MVP and Shelton Benjamin, man, doing some things. And then Cedric Alexander, young line in the group. As you saw on 205 Live, like, this man, yo, this, man, let's, go, let's rewind. Let's go back. And then he's on in Ring of Honor, New Japan, doing stuff like that. That opened a lot of eyes. Like, folks didn't know him. But, man, I remember seeing this guy go in the ring, kicking ass. He lost a hell of a lot of weight to get in the Cruiserweight division so he could be in the Cruiserweight Classic Tournament. And right, he didn't win it, but they might the first person got a contract. Because people just loved how well he performed, his work in the ring, how he would go kill it every match. And true, they brought air to fans, like, come on, sign, please sign Cedric. Please sign Cedric. And what happened? Troy signed that man. Like, like pretty much on the spot. Like, yeah, we got him. We signed him. Don't worry. We getting the, we getting the contract ready now. Don't worry. After this is over, he's going to be on there. And two or five, like, he's tearing it up. And he finally won the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Dude. He was kicking ass, taking ass to defeat that Cruiserweight title. Even when he lost, it was still like, man, who will beat him? You deserve it because Cedric was a top tier talent. Whooping ass, taking names, and then that's why I just, he was just flundering around, wasn't doing much, you know. Okay, maybe we thought it was going to come out of something, but nothing really just came out of it. But he be pretty talented dude. And he getting a show with the Hurt Business. I can see him being a singles champion in the maybe a United States champion, an Intercontinental champion. You know, I can see big things for him more. Hell, maybe he can go to NXT and win some championships over there. Let's talk about Bobby freaking Lashley. Yo, what, last month or a couple months ago, he posted a picture, a throwback Thursday picture. I read some of the comments and I agreed. They were like, bro, you just took that picture. This ain't no picture from 10 years ago. Because the dude still looked the way he did 10 years ago. Oh, man, the face, he looked a little older in the face. But the dude's body still looked the same, like. Waistline and everything. His waist probably got made like a half an inch wide, but he, you talking about somebody who can really dominate kicks my head. Like you really think it's not too many people you can legitimately think like the reason go in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Bobby Lashley, I really can see him really taking it to Brock Lesnar legitimately. Both of them have, you know, in ring talent and um Background, in-ring competition, background, mat wrestling, and, and MMA, mixed martial arts background. Brock made a little more successful than Bobby Lashley, but strength, speed, 
I'm just saying, athleticism. Oof, come on now. Broadway have his hands full by Flash. Bob Flash is a beast. He's a different animal, different animal, but the same beast. Former ECW champion, former United States champion. He's former Intercontinental champion. He's United States champion now. Former Intercontinental champion. I really believe that he should be WWE champion or Universal champion. I honestly believe that could happen. It should happen. Like, somewhere down the line, like, after he drops the U.S. title to either Riddle or Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Hopefully he drops the title to Keith Lee. I'm going to get to him in a minute. Don't worry. I ain't forgot about him. Bobby Lashley should be real. The man that could dethrone Drew McIntyre. I want Bobby to have a nice, nice, lengthy run, but if he don't, at least he can say, we're a champion. Now, I mentioned Keith Lee. Keith Lee, Mark Henry said, and I agree, that Keith Lee has brought back the big man magic because he's a big dude. He's quick. He's agile. He's jumping over ropes. He's jumping off the top ropes. When I saw him with Drew McIntyre, I thought I was do a, a avalanche Spanish fly. This is pretty much where the part doesn't move. He just has the guy and he just holds him and there's a backflip for holding his opponent. And then he pretty much laying on his opponent. It was dangerous, but it happened and it worked. Keith freaking Lee. Bask in his glory, y'all. Like, if you don't know him, go watch some of his stuff in the independent circle from NXT. Or even when he's on WWE, like on Raw. The dude can go. Pretty dope, pretty dope, pretty dope, pretty, pretty, pretty dope, dope, dope. I'm not just speaking highly because somebody else said it, because I watch myself. If I watch a wrestler, I'm going to watch for myself and have my form my own opinion. Right. And like I said, now, okay. I know I brought up our truth early, but our truth is comedy gold. This dude is hilarious. And he and then his age, he still can go in the ring. He still got a great physique. Talented dude. Uh, it's a shame that he never became world champion to the Or had a real lengthy singles title run. I mean, he was in US champion, but I feel like he should have got more accolades than he got. I mean, he been tag champ, you know. I really feel like world champion or intercontinental champion or a good title run. I mean, he done wonders for the 24-7 championship because that, I saw that thing. I was like, man, this thing ain't worth a damn. But he's making the company go because as long as it's around him, it's relevant. When you put it on somebody else, eh, nobody cares. For our truth, that thing ain't relevant. People care about it. It's important. I'm just saying, bro. I talked about Booger T, but let me talk about King Booker. King this is Booger T's persona. He won the King of the Ring. He was King Booker. He even looked apart. This part, he had an accent like he was a king. A British king. King Booker. He wasn't saying sucker no more. He was full British. He had a little courtship. He had a court. You know, he had <laughs> Finley and William Regal. It's his royal court. Kicking people's ass when he didn't want to. Had him kissing his bare, stanky foot. And he won a world champion. 2006, he won a world championship. He beat Ray Mysterio for it. Won his first world championship. Just dropped Batista, worthy competitor. But King Booker, man, it was, it was a fun, fun gimmick. Booker T, now that that part killed him. He grind. He worked his butt off. People didn't think he was going to last as long as he did in WWE. He going to come from WCW. But he did and won, shoot, won a championship, a championship in the continent. 
U.S. Championship, World War Championship, Tag Team Championship. Come on, y'all. King Book. Yeah, yo. I'm almost done, guys. I'm out there. I got a couple more things for more people to wrap talk about. I'm going to close next. Let's talk about the people's champ. The evil certified man in all sports entertainment. The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Hollywood high paid male actor. I didn't think he was going to be successful as he is in Hollywood. I thought, man, he's going to do movies and tank. He's going to come on back. Wrestle and whoop the latest SmackDown some candy asses, but I was wrong. I'm glad sound wrong because he's tearing up in Hollywood. Just like he tore it up in the ring. Man, he had great views with Stone Cold, Undertaker, Triple H. You name him. Chris Jericho. John Cena. And at first I was a little bit of him he left, but he accomplished everything he could in the couple more could he do. Time to take on some new challenges. Let's move on. But, you know, and when he shows up, I'm at the point with The Rock. I'd rather hear him just come out and talk and embarrass people instead of wrestle at this point. We got enough far time to come in and wrestle, but when The Rock comes out, he's just the whole mood trying to get electrified. You know, it'll be pretty funny. The last time we saw him, he embarrassed Baron Corman, called him a super tough dude. And STD. Wow. Rock. One of the best things that happened in the attitude era when they let Dwayne the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, rock my baby, become the rock and be himself. People's elbow, the E most electrified move in all sports entertainment. The people's elbow, rock bottom. Pretty dope. Yep. Now I'm going to close out with a trio. Faction. Bright colors, unicorns, pancakes, hips wiggling, wiggling. What we're talking about? The new day. New day rocks. 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 Yay, yay. Kofi Kingston, Biggie, Xavier, Woods. Dude, when you're not talking about the tag team division was. Uh, it wouldn't get back to the level of dumbness that it got if the New Day wouldn't got up in that thing and winning championships and being everywhere, knocking down challenge the challenge on the heel side or the baby face side. They was dominating merchandise sales. Everybody want to buy pancakes all of a sudden because I'm everybody want unicorns, wearing unicorn headbands, had the headbands of unicorn things sticking out. Everybody wanna play the trombone out there, things Xavier Wood. Like these dudes was everywhere. They was funny. They was entertaining. They can go in the ring. Xavier Wood can go in the ring, but he's more known as the mouthpiece. But if you go back and watch him in TNA, it's Austin Creed, or watch his match now. Dude can go in the ring. I see big things for him. Like let him and Kofi kind of just fall apart and split up and just do their own thing. Let, let Xavier challenge for the cruiserweight title or the intercontinental title, the US championship. It don't even matter. Let that dude do his own thing. Show what he can do. That he he's a, he's a badass. Kobe Kingston, man. Like I said earlier, before you know, we had Shawn Benjamin. Later on, we got Kobe Kingston. Kobe Kingston is a highlight. People want to see him in the Royal Rumble just to see how he's going to avoid getting eliminated. Like he walked on his hands to keep himself getting eliminated. Like he even used a chair as a pole stick. Like he jumped from the ran from like the on um, the safety rail and jumped onto the ring. 
Nakeem has a cool, like, and then, like, ladder matches, we, like, already know. It's gonna be some way he finna highlight this match and steal the show, baby. He won so many championships. Championship, championship. But 2019, Kofi Mayweather, he finally won the freaking big one, y'all. That was one of the biggest and greatest moments in wrestling history. Before I get into it, let me just spotlight Big E. Before he joined the New Day, New Day form, he was the Intercontinental Champion after he lost it. He was just playing around the place, didn't know what he was going to do. And then they got together. And Big E is his own man now. I'm glad that he's doing his own thing and being the Intercontinental Champion, successfully defending it against another great upcoming black talent like Apollo Crews. I almost call him say Apollo Creed, but Apollo Crews, another talented, dope black wrestler who can go in the ring. He's a mixture of. To me, he's like, he reminds me of him. He's kind of like a mixture of Bobby Lashley and Big E. Just a smaller version of them. But he can go in the ring. He's a tough dude. But Big E, he going big, yo. Think big. Go big. Big shout out to Big E, man. I think he got a big future ahead of North Duddy. Don't screw it up. I see him challenging Roman Reigns for that Universal Championship. It's going to be a great match. And then the New Day will be a footnote. And the legacy of Biggie, but Kofi Mania, my gosh, man, that was a <sighs> Kofi Mania in this era was what Ron Simmons winning the War Hero Championship in his time was because we wasn't getting black wrestlers getting the spots or the, the title shots or the big man being matched mm-hmm. to Kofi get it WrestleMania. We was not getting it. We didn't want seeing it. In the story build up, how they were trying to say that he's not worthy of being champion and uh, he's just a B player. He's just a mid-card wrestler, just a tag guy. But when he won that championship, beating Daniel Bryan, one of the best in his generation, and defended against so many different people like Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Dolph Ziggler. Man, come on, y'all. That was an epic moment, man. Not just for Black History Month or just WrestleMania, just black wrestlers, period. To make them want to say, I need to steal my game up so I can have my moment like Kofi Kingston at the WrestleMania. Kofi freaking man. And I just hope, man, before he gets old and retired, man, that he gets another run with that championship because when he lost it, and they just slaughtered him at the Brock Lesnar. It wasn't even a match. One F5, and it was over. Get that man to run up that title, y'all. Put him in this put him in the title run, period. Title match, period. Don't even matter. Show that he is still world championship main event material. So guys, yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this ends this episode of celebrating black wrestlers. I know I didn't mention I didn't some I forgot, you know, Coco Beware. Bad News Browns, quite a few I didn't mean to forget. I didn't go into, but yes, because it's, it's, it's so many, many more. But guys, if you, some you want to talk about or spotlight, comment, hit me up, and talk about them. Let's get it out there. I have no problem with that. But yeah, black wrestlers making a difference in wrestling. So anyway, guys, Black History Month, it's not just the month, Black History is year round. Shout out to all the black wrestlers who've been doing their thing and still doing their thing. Not just not just in the big promotions, but on the independent circuit. So 
Looking forward to adding you guys' names to these list of great wrestlers. Shout out to the uh, wrestlers that I know in the independent circuit. Shout out to you guys. Prayers to you guys. Success continue to grow, be bigger and better. It's your main man, Kel Breezy. When you're in Kel's world, it's a happy place, it's a peaceful place, it's a loving place. One love, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>